Hello, I'm Pauline Rowson, crime author of the contemporary set Inspector Andy Horton Mysteries, the Art Marvick Mystery Thrillers, and the 1950s set Inspector Riger Mysteries. And it's about the latter that I wish to talk about in this podcast. Why, in fact, did I choose to set the Inspector Riger Mysteries in the 1950s? Well, the 1950s to me is a fascinating era. It's where memories of the war are still very strong and the fear of more world conflicts haunt people. Britain is in the grip of austerity with rationing still in force on some commodities long after the war has ended when people had hoped and believed that they would be free of such restrictions. There were severe shortages of many consumer products. Make do amend was still very much the order of the day and the black market was thriving. The lack of housing was acute because of the bombing and shortages of building material, with many people living in old Nissen huts on abandoned airfields and army camps, in railway carriages, shacks and even converted torpedo boats. Now, in the 1950s in Britain, there were very few vacuum cleaners, even fewer refrigerators, and hardly any washing machines. In fact, a mangle in the backyard was used to squeeze the water from your washing. Bread, milk and coal were delivered to your doorstep, with the bread left unwrapped and on your windowsill or on your doorstep. A knife sharpener came round regularly, Heavy laundry, sheets and towels were often sent out to the laundry for those who could afford it. Otherwise, it was boiling them on the stove or hand washing and using the mangle. Very hard work. There were few cars and lorries. There were trams, trolley buses and steam trains. Now, open fires, coal dust and soot reigned supreme, along with paraffin heaters and a tin bath in front of the fire once a week, unless you were very fortunate to have a bathroom with a gas geyser, because many hot houses didn't have running hot water. Families washed in the kitchen or the scullery, and toilets were shared between houses and were often out in the backyard, depending on where you lived. Abortions were illegal. Backstreet practitioners flourished. There was a social stigma attached to illegitimacy. Divorce was not acceptable in many circles. Homosexuality was illegal and capital punishment was still in operation. So the 1950s is the era caught between the war and the social and cultural revolution of the singing, swinging 60s. It wasn't only society that was vastly different today, but also policing and detection. And I look at those in future podcasts. There were no, there were of course no mobile phones, no dashing about, no computers. So it was and is an extremely interesting period to research and to write about. Now into this 1950s, into this scenario, enter my Scotland Yard detective, Inspector Riger. Now, Scotland Yard were frequently called in to investigate murder cases around the UK. So rather than have the novel and the Riger series rooted in London, 
This meant that I could move my detective around the country to help solve crimes. Now, I also wanted to feature the sea in my crime novels. The sea is my trademark or my brand, if you like to call it. So I created a character with an intimate knowledge of the sea, a former merchant seaman. From the first, I didn't want to make Riga an action hero like Art Marvick, who's my former Royal Marine Commando and appears in mystery thrillers. There are four of those currently in the series. He's working as an undercover agent for the UK Police National Intelligence Marine Squad. I also sought to differ Riga from my contemporary Portsmouth-based detective, D.I. Andy Horton, who's an instinctive copper with lots of personal baggage, intuitive, rugged and flawed, with a deep sense of justice. Neither did I want someone who had been hailed as a war hero in the traditional sense, but instead a quiet, unsung hero. I chose, therefore, to make Riga a former German prisoner of war. Now, Riga's ship while he was undertaking the treacherous job in the Merchant Navy of bringing into the UK much-needed foodstuffs, had been seized by a German raider in 1941, as a result of which he ends up being incarcerated for the rest of the war. In the prisoner of war camp, he's had to learn how to cope with the uncertainty, fear and deprivations of forced incarceration with no option but to wait, hope and pray that the war would soon be over and the Nazis would be defeated. Riker's experiences in the camp and at sea have made him an observant, analytical and reflective man. It's given him insights into human behaviour. He's witnessed compassion, cruelty, cowardice, and heroism, mental breakdown and despair. And he's made a promise to himself that whatever happens after the war, he'll keep an open mind and never judge, and that he will always strive to seek justice for those who need and deserve it. The war also unexpectedly resulted in opening up a new career for Riger. Encouraged by a fellow prisoner to study, Riger, with the help of his mentor, is able to make the transition from the Merchant Navy to the Thames River Police and then into the Criminal Investigation Department of Scotland Yard. His experience at sea and as prisoner of war have made him unique in his approach to solving coastal-based crimes. In his first solo investigation outside of London, Death in the Cove, number one in the series, he's tasked to discover why a man dressed in a pinstripe suit has been stabbed in the neck and ended up dead on the beach of a small cove on the Royal Island of Portland in Dorset. Here, Riger comes into contact with former war photographer Eva Paisley. She's forthright, confident, self-assured, professional, and an accomplished photographer who has experienced frontline danger in many theatres of war. They team up in the first one and in subsequent novels. The second, Death in the Harbour, is set in the port of New Haven in East Sussex. And number three, Death in the Nets, is set in the small fishing town of Brixham in Devon. 
Death in the Dunes is set in Hythe on the Kent coast and hopefully will be published in 2022. Together, Ryger and Eva make a formidable crime-busting duo. In my Inspector Ryger novels, I have tried to capture the period both socially and in regard to police and detection, and I've been very fortunate to have been assisted in my research by many people, including former policemen who were active on service during that time in the locations the Riger mystery novels are set. I hope that if you decide to delve into the 1950s and these baffling coastal crimes with Inspector Riger and Eva Paisley, that you enjoy reading them. They're published in paperback, ebook, on Amazon Kindle, and the first two, Death in the Cove and Death in the Harbour, are also available as audiobooks on Audible. <laughs>